Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Are you self-employed, but you're not really showing all that income on those tax returns? Well, we've got loan options available for you. The first one we're going to talk about today is the bank statement program. We're going to take 12 to 24 months of your bank statements, and we're going to calculate the deposits that are going into your personal and business accounts on a monthly basis. From there, we're going to determine what income are you truly earning monthly. That is going to help you qualify for financing without those tax returns. Now even better, we go down to a credit score as low as 660, but for those great credit scores, we can get you in with as little as 15% down. It's a wonderful program, super awesome option, If you're self-employed, if you're writing it all off and you didn't think that you could secure financing, well, now's the time to call us. Call Mortgage Mom Radio at 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and we have a lot going on in the field of finance today. So today was an inflation report that came out this morning ahead of next week's uh, federal meeting where they will decide if they are going to increase interest rates again. How much will they increase it if they do? Uh, What does that inflation report mean to us? How will that affect affect us? Should we see that mortgage rates are going to continue to go up further, depending on what the Fed decides to do with the rate hike? So we're going to be talking about all of that today here on the show. Now, I do want to remind everybody that this is an interactive show, so please feel free to put in your questions. I will read them out loud and answer them for you. If you are here watching me do this live, give me a thumbs up. Let me know that you're here. Say hi. I absolutely love it when I see you guys get into the show and the very best shows that I have are the ones where I get to answer your questions because that means your questions are getting answered and so are so many others. Chances are that if you have that question, there's a very, very good chance that somebody else has that same exact question. So I want to make sure that I'm bringing the content and information to you that you need and what you're looking for. So please, again, remember that this is an interactive show. Uh, My dad did jump on and says, hi, Bug. So dad, thank you so much for joining. You are one of my biggest fans. Um, But yes, this is interactive. And so I do want to remind everybody of that. Now, I am on Go Country 105 in LA and we do run at 7.30 a.m. on Saturday morning. So for the last... 
oh, I don't know, five or six years. We've been there for a long time now. We would start at seven and do a complete hour show. We are now doing a half an hour show from 7.30 to eight. So there might be a time where you don't get to hear the entire show. So for all of those of you who are listening by radio that want to be able to pick up the rest of the show that you miss out on, all you have to do is go over to the YouTube channel because what I record there live is what you are listening to on radio. So you can jump right into the most recent show. Make sure you go to our live um, folder or our our live, you know, um, I don't even know. I guess it's called a folder, (laughs) but it's our playlist. That's what the word was that I was looking for. But go to the live playlist and you'll see the most recent episode at the very top and you'll be able to pick up right where you left off on radio. So how do you make sure that you can do this with me live? You can ask those questions. You can get interactive. You need to get that text message once a week. And that's all I do is text to let you know I'm coming on and what are we talking about? So if you would like to opt into that, you're going to text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Now you can call that same phone number and you can get our office. You can get me or one of the girls right on the phone and ask your questions there as well. Um, But if you want to know when we go live, you're going to text the word mom to that number. So one more time, it is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. So let's jump right into it. Let's start talking about what is going on today and then what do we think is going to happen next week with the federal meeting. So for that, I have pulled out some articles and uh, the articles are nice because they, I, they, I believe that they bring a sense to you of understanding, maybe in a way that I can't really explain what is going on. So, that, you know, they kind of put it into those words that make sense. I also like that it is something that we can refer to and it brings, you know, solidity to what I'm saying. So um, this is an article that came out of Investopedia. So I want to make sure that I do give credit to uh, the person that, you know, or the, the place where it came from. I'm not trying to steal anybody's information. I'm just trying to make references to things that I'm reading out there and things that are really important to understand and to know. Um, So this comes out of Investopedia and it says, next Fed meeting, when it is in September and what to expect. So number one, it will be next Wednesday, September the 19th and 20th. So we would expect on the 19th is Tuesday, the 20th is Wednesday. By next Wednesday, by the time I get on at 1 p.m. Pacific time, we will know whether the Fed has increased interest rates by another quarter of a percent, half of a percent, decided to hold steady. Uh, We will know by next week's show. So if you want to make sure that you can refer to next week's show to see what happens, then we're going to talk all about it again next week as well. Um, So it says the next federal open market committee meeting will be held on September the 19th through the 20th, 2023. The FOMC is the monetary policy making body of the Federal Reserve System, and it holds eight regularly scheduled meetings during the year, as well as others when necessary. 
market expectations for the September meeting are mixed. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Some analysts believe that the Fed will continue hiking its benchmark borrowing rate increases after a hawkish pause in June, saying that even though inflation has moderated, it remains a concern. Others think that the Fed may put things on hold and see the state of the economy given the risks of bank failures and tepid stock market and global economic instability. Overall, the consensus is that the Fed will impose one additional 25 basis point, so that's a quarter point, rate hike before the end of the year. However, Fed Chair Jerome Powell said that no decisions about the future have been made and the Fed will take it meeting by meeting. So that was the first um, article that I read, and I thought, you know, that leaves everybody hanging. I mean, just literally hanging, right? And it doesn't really give you solid information or an understanding of what is driving the decisions for the Fed to increase those interest rates and what do those int you know interest rate increases mean for you. I know that we've all been feeling it. We have a really good idea of what it might mean or what it might bring, but we're going to talk about all of that again. Um, so Heather did jump on and says, ah, oh, such cute hair today. Heather, thank you so much. Sure do appreciate that. That, we work hard every Wednesday to get ourselves put together. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So this is what the big thing is today, right? I said at the beginning of the show that the inflation report came out today. As a general overview, and I am going to read the USA Today article that I pulled from today uh, to talk about the inflation report, but the general overview for all of you is that inflation actually increased from August. Now, remember that July inflation actually increased from June. So we're going in the wrong, wrong direction right now, which is going to put a lot of pressure on the Fed next week during their meeting to try to determine if they need to continue to push those interest rates higher to stop that inflation from going the wrong direction. So let's read up a little bit on the US Today article and see what they're saying about inflation and the report that just came out. So it says inflation rises for second straight month in August on higher gas costs. So the first thing that came to mind when I saw that today, to be honest with you, was me driving down the street about a week before the holiday weekend, before Labor Day weekend, looking at the gas prices and looking at my son and saying, wow, prices are really up on gas. Well, of course, it's a holiday weekend that's coming. So in my head, I, I'm not really too surprised the gas prices are up. But as I continued to read the article, it actually looks like gas prices are up in reality, it wasn't just that there was a holiday weekend and that they were going to price gouge us Americans to get as much as they could at the pump. It looks like there's actually some things going on with OPEC. So let's keep going. It says, um, inflation accelerated a second month in August on a spike in gasoline prices and an underlying measure of household expenses rose more than anticipated, highlighting that the Federal Reserve's battle to tame consumer prices may not be over. Goods, such as used cars and furniture, kept drifting down in price, partly offsetting a climb in rent, travel, and other services. Consumer prices overall rose 3.7% from a year earlier, up from 3.2% in July, 
according to the Labor Department's Consumer Price Index. That's the second straight bump after 12 consecutive declines in annual inflation. So we were all starting to get really excited. We were seeing inflation was coming down. We were seeing that, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to, you know, eventually we're going to kind of push through this. We're going to start to see interest rates come down again really soon. Maybe it won't take as long as what everybody thought. And here we are now, second month in a row that we've increased. On a monthly basis, prices increased 0.6%. That followed a 0.2% rise in July and marked the biggest jump in more than a year. The chief culprit was a surge in gas costs. What is core inflation? So that's another word that you guys are going to hear people talking about core inflation. And, and it's like, okay, inflation's inflation, right? Okay, so let's talk about what's core inflation so that you guys know what that is when somebody references it. Core prices, which exclude volatile food and energy items and which the Fed watches more closely, are still elevated and rose 0.3%. Economists expected a repeat of the prior month's 0.2% advance. The rise still moderated the annual increase to 4.3% down from 4.7% in July and the smallest gain since September of 2021. The inflation genie is not yet back in the bottle, says Jason Schenker, president of Prestige Economics. So it's not over yet. We're kind of going the wrong direction and they got to curb it. Um, Some things are getting better. We are starting to see prices on foods coming down at the grocery store where, you know, eggs hit this crazy, you know, place where you're going to have to take out a loan to go buy a carton of eggs. They seem to have come down a bit, stopping at a price that was a little bit higher uh, than where it had started pre-pandemic. But we are starting to see things start to come down. I've actually read quite a few articles that say that rent is starting to cool as well. Those big, huge price gains in rent. We saw rent rental uh, prices go up by 7.9% over the past year. And they are starting to see that come down a bit as well, starting to cool off and not um, continue to increase. A lot of the push right now in the current inflation uh, report is really from that gas. So it says, will inflation go down? So, and I love that they kind of hit each piece of the questions that are in our heads. So annual inflation has slowed notably after hitting a 40-year high of 9.1% in June of 2022. But lowering it is the rest of the way to the Fed's 2% target is expected to pose a thornier challenge. While goods prices have fallen as pandemic-related supply chain bottlenecks have dissipated, the cost of services such as car repairs and recreation have leaped, chiefly because of increasing employee wages. So, you know, what it... Okay, so it's it's getting really expensive to to go on vacation. So we're all choosing to do staycays, right? Stay, stay at home and vacation at home in our backyard. Um, gas is getting expensive. So those flights are going to get more expensive. So we're going to see sectors that are going to take a major hit because people aren't going to be doing those things. So hopefully we'll start to see that inflation come back down a bit. Um, will the fed raise rates again in September? So here is the big question, right? This annual report, this report comes out this monthly report about inflation 
Second month in a row, we've gone up. Now we've got a Fed meeting next week on Wednesday. Are they going to increase rates? What do we think? If they do, how much do we think that they're going to increase them? And then again, what does that all mean for us? So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to take a break and we're going to keep digging into this topic in just a second. Do you have assets in the bank and you're looking for a mortgage, but you can't prove your income? Well, we've got a solution for you. We have an asset liquidation program where we're gonna look at all of the assets that you have available and calculate based on that how much your monthly income would be. We're not going to write down where you work. We're not gonna verify any W-2s, pay stubs, or tax returns. We're simply gonna work off of your assets. This is a great program, especially for those that are bond trading or working a little bit in that stock market. Maybe you've got some money set aside in another account for a trust, but this is a great opportunity for those of you who can't prove the income, but you have the assets available. So give us a call. Call Mortgage Mom Radio at 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website at MortgageMomRadio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today we're talking about the inflation report that was just uh, delivered today. What do we think is going to happen at the next Fed meeting? What are the factors that the Federal Reserve that you know is taking into account to determine whether or not they're going to increase those rates and what does that mean to us so i do want to remind everybody that i have on radio shortened my show to only 30 minutes so if we keep going and you're going to miss out on the last part of the show and you want to continue to hear the information you got to jump on over to my youtube channel and look at our uh, playlist for live and the most recent live will be the one that you are listening to so that you can actually listen to the whole show. Now, next week on Wednesday, September 20th, uh, is when they will actually announce whether there will be a rate hike, how much that hike will be, or if they will hold steady the pricing. And we will be talking about that on next week's show as well. So if you'd love to do this with us live, you want to jump on, you want to watch the show, you want to ask your questions, you want to get interactive, you have to know when we go live. I always start right around 1 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday. But to know for sure and to get that link to my YouTube channel so you can jump on and follow along, you have to text the word mom to 844 844- Nine three five three six three four. That's eight four four. We lend for you. W e l e n d and the number four. And that is, of course, the same phone number if you'd like to call our office and you'd like to talk with me or one of the girls and you have questions, you want to dig in a little bit deeper, we are here to help. We are here to help guide you through the process of home buying, refinancing, whatever kind of mortgage or loan financing is required, we are here to help and get you pointed in the right direction. So that phone number, you can text mom and get your weekly reminder to jump on the show or you can call us at the office. So getting jumping right back into it. Here we go. The question right before uh, the, the commercial was, will the Fed raise rates again in September? And to make sure that I am noting credit where credit is due, this is a uh, article that I pulled from USA Today that was put out today, September the 13th, 2023. So here is what USA Today is saying. As a result, 
Barclays expects the Fed to raise its key interest rate once more this year by a quarter percentage point after lifting it by five and a quarter points in the last 16 months. That marks its most aggressive inflation-fighting campaign in four decades. Kathy Boston-Sick, and I probably totally, uh, totally damaged her name, uh, chief economist of Nationwide, says Wednesday's report isn't enough to convince the Fed to veer from its plan to hold rates steady at a meeting next week, but it could help persuade officials to hike again in November, depending on how inflation and the job market evolve. Others say the Fed is done. Forecasters at Pantheon Macroeconomics and Capital Economics believe softer rent increases and a slowing economy and job market in coming months will leave the Fed to stand pat the rest of the year. Consumers, meanwhile, are still struggling with high prices. Although wage growth recently started outpacing inflation, many Americans say they aren't feeling the benefits. So again, nobody's going to answer our questions. We have to see, we have to wait and see what they do next Wednesday. But this gives you a good idea of what is going on. What are they looking at in those financial markets when determining whether or not they are going to continue to increase the interest rates? Um, there's a lot that goes on in this article, so I would definitely recommend that you guys Google it and find it. It's from USA Today. It was from today, September the 13th, and it, it's in their economy section, and it is called Inflation Rises for Second Straight Month in August on higher gas costs. So that is the actual name of the article. It's really a great article. It goes into, will gas prices keep getting higher? Are food prices going to go down in 23? Will rent go down in 23? Cola. So I do want to bring this one up because I think that this might give some people a little bit of relief. Um, if you are on Social Security, that is what COLA is. So Social Security recipi recipients can expect their cost of living adjustment to jump 3.2% next year, according to a new forecast made in the wake of Wednesday's report showing inflation rose last month. That's up from the previous estimate of 3%. So they're going, they're thinking that you guys are going to see an annual cost of living adjustment if you are receiving Social Security wages of 3.2% when you get that award letter at the end of this year for what those payments will be next year in 2024. While inflation has ticked up each of the last two months and is higher than the Federal Reserve's target of 2%, the rate of price increases has generally been dipping over the last year, which means the benefits adjustment is slight, according to projections from the Senior Citizens League, a nonprofit seniors group. Still, the updated increase would be higher than the 2.6% average seen over the past two decades, though much lower than the 40-year COLA high of 8.7% this year. The harsh reality is that the amount that the COLA's increased benefits is most years is meager at best. Social Security and Medicare po policy analysts at the Senior Citizens League. So they don't think that they're going to give you enough, but you should anticipate that you will probably be getting that increase on your next awards benefit uh, letter. So is a recession still coming? So these were all in this article, which is why I'm saying it would be great for you guys to go there, Google it, find the 
find the article and read it. So is a recession still coming? There's a good chance not, but the odds are greater in some parts of the country than others. The likelihood of the U.S. experiencing a recession by the middle of next year has significantly lessened recently as economic and job growth have remained strong and inflation has eased. But some regions of the country are more vulnerable to a downturn than others. So I've talked about that on previous shows as well, that sometimes it really does depend on where you are. Um, It depends on what pocket of the country that you live in. So for example, for a slight minute there before uh, there was a lack of inventory, there were many, many people that moved from various states uh, to Texas. So we've seen a lot of people from California move to Texas. We've seen a lot of people from very many states move and migrate to Texas. Then we're seeing that there is part of that labor force that was okayed to work remotely that are now being called back to work or maybe they just kind of got over that country living now that things are back in action and you know it's it's quite that long drive from the country to get into town so we we did see for a small minute which seems to have started to reverse but we did see for a small minute where um, some of the the cities in Texas were starting to see you know prices decline a bit so it it, it will kind of depend on how things turn out and it is really based on pockets but the majority of the analysts that are out there right now are saying that we're not seeing signs of a recession now could one happen sure could there be something happen tomorrow and I say this in every show absolutely something that we don't know we don't foresee we can't expect something like a pandemic uh, that could absolutely change or reverse the trajectory of what people are seeing but at the end of the day um, it's not looking like we're going to see that recession so this is not the end of the show I don't want anybody to go anywhere we're going to keep going we're going to jump into will mortgage rates go up after that September Fed meeting so whether they increase it or hold and um I want to make sure that you guys understand where mortgage interest rates come from as well. So don't go anywhere. This is the end of the radio program since it is only a 30-minute show. Um, But if you'd like to hear about where our mortgage rates headed, should you be buying right now, should you be refinancing, what are we expecting to come, then jump on over to my YouTube channel and find me there and watch the rest of the show. So we're going to take a super quick break, and we'll be right back, and we're going to jump into mortgage rates. All right, alternative loan options, hard money. I'm sure you've heard that before, and a lot of people don't quite know what it means. Some have an idea of what it means, but let's talk about hard money. What is hard money? Well, hard money is an individual investor, not a big bank, but an individual investor that has funds that's willing to invest in mortgage notes. They typically require a very big down payment. Eh, When I say very big, maybe 25, 30% down, maybe 35 depends on the property. It's an investor. They're going to look at the property and they're going to look at your assets and your down payment. That's it. They don't care if your credit isn't great. They don't care what that credit score is. And if it's a good deal, they don't even care care if the property is financeable. So for example, are you a contractor and you're looking to do a quick fix and flip? Well, maybe the property's got some slab issues. Maybe the property's got some roof issues, something that you can't get conventional financing for. You'll typically see in the MLS where it says all cash offers only. Okay, this is the loan type for you. It's not going to be all cash, which is fabulous. You're going to actually have a large down payment 
but you're not going to liquidate everything you've got. You're going to keep the cash in your pocket to be able to do those fixes and then to be able to turn around, sell the property and relist it for sale. Maybe turn around, refinance the property and hold on to it in investment. Hard money can be a great loan option. It is good for many people. It just depends on the scenario, which is why you have to call us. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E. L-E-N-D, and the number four. Or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and we're talking about the inflation report. We're talking about do we think that they are going to increase rates next uh, next week when the Fed does meet? There's a lot going on, a lot of people making judgment calls, some saying that they think that they're going to pause, others saying that because of the inflation report, seeing that inflation's actually up two months in a row, that they do believe that they're going to remain hawkish, they're going to continue to raise. We're going to see at least another quarter point. So next week when they make the announcement is going to be very, very interesting. And I am going to make sure that that is what we're doing our show up based on so that you guys all get the answer that you need. So once again, if you want to know when I go live and you want to get that link texted out to you, and I promise I don't spam you, I don't call you for any other reason. I do not send you messages in between about anything. It is literally letting you know I'm live, giving you a link to click on and what the subject title is is that week. So if you want to opt into that, you can text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. So text the word mom, you'll opt yourself in and you will get one text message each week letting you know that we are live with the link to click on to join the YouTube stream. So right before break, I said, we're going to talk about will mortgage rates go up after the September Fed meeting? So that's really kind of a big question, right? This is a mortgage and real estate show. We can't wait for interest rates to come back down. We're really hoping that we're going to see that happen soon. I've said on previous shows that I really felt, and I said this about two months ago, six, seven weeks ago, that I really feel that we probably have about 12 to 18 months. So I'm guessing as the mortgage mom, my opinion, I think we've got about 16 months and that was about a month and a half ago. So let's call it, let's go with an even flat 15 months. I personally think that in about 15 months, which would be end of 2024, that we are going to start seeing things in much better shape. Interest rates coming down to a much more appropriate level, which by the way, interest rates where they are today are actually still lower uh, than the national average over the last 40 years. I did actually just read that in an article earlier today. Um, But still, we've all gotten used to a certain interest rate and we all like the monthly payments at the lower interest rate. And it definitely makes life a lot more affordable. It makes housing a lot more affordable when those interest rates come down. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to that point in time. And I, it it really will happen. I promise it will happen. It's just how long is it going to stay high? And that's really going to be factored and determined on how long it takes us to get that inflation back down. And when we're going the opposite direction, folks, (laughs) it's not good. So let's talk about will mortgage rates go up after the September Fed meeting. And then we're going to talk after that. I think a really cool topic would be what can you do as the consumer 
to help fight this inflation from continuing to go up. Because really, we all need to work together. We need to get it down so that we can all move on with our lives and get those interest rates back, right? It's going to help your credit cards. It's going to help your home equity lines of credit. It's going to help your car loans. It's going to help your student loans. It's going to help your mortgage loans. It's going to help just about everything that you use on a daily basis to live your life. So we all need to get those interest rates to start coming back down. So we're going to talk a little bit about what can you do as the consumer to try to help fight this? You know, how can we all work together to make an impact? So will mortgage rates go up after the September Fed meeting? So this came out of the mortgage reports, okay? So if you want to find this article, it's a website called The Mortgage Reports. This was also just published today, September the 13th. So this is what their call is on it. And these are people, the Mortgage Reports is a great website that I go to quite frequently. I get a lot of data from their website, being in the mortgage industry, and I really like you know the information that they provide. So I feel that this is a very reputable source, but I do wanna give them the credit for what I'm going to read to you. So it says the Federal Reserve will hold its next open market committee meeting on September the 19th and 20th. With it comes the question of another rate hike. The annualized inflation rate hovers around 3%, but the central bank wants it settled near 2% in the long term. Despite the gradually decreasing, inflation's proved to be a stickier than expected. So yes, we are learning that as we've gone up two months in a row slightly, but we've still increased rather than decreased. At the previous meeting, the Fed decided to raise its rates and said it would adjust its policies as necessary. While impossible to know how much more hikes are in store for 2023, there is work left to do, said Dallas Federal Reserve Bank President Lori Logan. I'm not yet convinced that we've extinguished excess inflation. The Fed has the responsibility of maintaining an inflation rate around 2% over time. Keeping inflation near the pace, that pace stabilizes prices for consumers and aids affordability. Once the annualized rate of inflation climbed above 8% in 2022, the Federal Open Market Committee devised a plan of hiking the federal funds rate to tame it. The national inflation rate gradually declined for 12 straight months from June of 22, 41 year high of 9.1% to 3% in June of 2023 before inching up to 3.2% in July, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. During this time, the Fed adjusted its tightening policy. The Fed funds rate target went from hikes of 50 and 75 basis points, so a half a point and three quarters of a point each time, to 25 basis points, so a quarter percent in February, March, May, and July while it skipped a hike altogether in June. So they're giving you guys the, the overview. While the Fed could always change course, many experts anticipate the FOMC won't make a hike at its September meeting. Interest rates, so this says interest rate growth could continue. So the mortgage reports are saying, hey, we think they're gonna hold steady. We don't think that the Fed is going to increase those interest rates next week. USA Today says, we're pretty sure they're going to increase them next week. So you get to make that, you get to make that call. We should all do some sort of a game, right? We should put some money on it and see what happens. All right. So interest rates trended up through the first eight months of 2023 with the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage ranging from 6.09% to 7.23%, according to Freddie Mac. Although the annualized pace of inflation is falling, it's still above the Fed's goal. 
Because of this, more hikes and tightening monetary policies could continue until inflation gets brought down to a normalized level. Interest rates are notoriously difficult to predict, but typically rise in response to Fed's tightening. So one thing that I want to make sure, and and, and they, they do it really well, they, they kind of uh, spell it out. So I'm going to read it to you, but I've actually talked about this numerous times in the show in the past, where I've talked about mortgage rates are not directly connected to the Federal Reserve prime rate. Now, there are things that are, so such as your credit cards. You guys have probably seen minimum monthly payments on those credit card balances go up even if your balances haven't increased. So even if you haven't spent a single dollar and you're struggling with just making the minimum monthly payments for the balance that, you know, that you have, you've seen that minimum monthly payment go up from where it was even a year ago. So pull those old statements out and, or go, you know, log in online and look at what was my minimum monthly payment in July of 22. And then look at what was my minimum monthly payment in July of 23. Your credit cards feel it. It's, it's directly connected. Home equity lines of credit, directly connected. I don't know if you've gone out and you financed a brand new car recently, but short-term loans, directly connected. You're going to see car loans and interest rates that are significantly higher than what they were during pre-pandemic and even pandemic times, um, but they are quite a bit higher. So those are things that are directly connected to the Federal Reserve prime rate. I've said it before that mortgage interest rates are not directly connected. Mortgage interest rates are kind of like the stock market. It depends on what somebody comes out and says, what big news happened, what triggers a sell-off, what triggers a buying, right? And that's what's going to determine where our mortgage interest rates go. But they say it really, really well. So I'm going to read you what they say. Again, this is the mortgage reports, and I would definitely Google it and check out the article. It says the Federal Reserve doesn't determine mortgage rates. Instead, rates are intrinsically tied to the Fed's actions. Last year, the Fed announced plans to hike its federal funds rate at each of its meetings in 2022 and likely in 2023 as well. The Fed's fund rate is the amount banks pay to borrow money from each other overnight and an increase signals higher inflation and economic expansion. Mortgage interest rates typically rise in response to growth in the Fed's funds rate. How mortgage rates respond in the immediate aftermath of those Fed meetings has been a mixed bag over the last year. Most recently, they rose three basis points, so 0.03%, the day following July's 25th, um, July's 25 basis point hike declined four basis points, so 0.04%, after May tw- May's 25-point hike and inched down two basis points, so 0.02%, following June's paused hike. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, they pause it, right? They say, we're not going to increase it again. Let's see how the economy's doing. And I'm thinking people are going to be jumping on the sidelines going, yeah, this is awesome. Things are getting better. So then we would see rates come down, but that's not what happened. We saw a very, very minimal change. Then we saw in July and we saw in May, a 25 basis point increase. So in your head, you're thinking, okay, well, they just increased the interest rate. So that means that the mortgage interest rates are going to jump through the roof. We're going to get that quarter percent. You know, I, I was getting pre-approved and I was told the rate would be 7%. Now I'm looking at seven and a quarter and we moved 0.02% or 0.03 or 0.04. It was very, very small depending on which, you know, meeting that you're looking at. So I've said this in the past and I want to make sure you guys all hear it. 
everything with mortgage rates is based on anticipation. It's based on what is being talked about. Where are people putting their money? Are investors buying mortgage-backed securities? Is the government buying mortgage-backed securities? Are they selling them off? Are they putting money elsewhere? Do they? somebody want, you know, um, a, a more solid investment, a safe investment, and they're putting money in treasuries and bonds? Do they want more aggressive? The stock market's on fire and they think this is the time to put their money into something that's aggressive and they're pulling money out of those safe bets and they're putting them into those, you know, short-term, um, you know, variable, you know, hope for 30% return kind of gains. Um, investments, it, it mortgage rates are not directly tied, but we obviously feel what happens. We feel what that cost is. The banks are still getting the money at a certain level and then turning around and lending it to you and in turn need to charge you more if they're getting charged more. So it does all correlate, but it's not directly connected. So I do want to finish the show with advice to buyers. And I think, again, this mortgage reports was great. I've said it over and over again, that if you've thought about purchasing a home, you've been sitting on the sidelines, you were waiting for the crash to come, you were waiting for property values to drop, you thought interest rates were going to come down, you've been waiting, 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 and all you've been doing is seeing property values increase and interest rates go even higher, and it's just making things more and more and more, you know, less affordable. Um, so, you know, if you're that person, I want you to hear this. We talk about it in almost every show, but I'm going to read this to you. This is coming from them. It's not coming from the mortgage mom, even though I've said it a thousand times. Um, bringing advice for borrowers. Bringing and keeping inflation down continues to prove difficult and mortgage rates remain high. While rates could grow at any point, they're still below average historically. Even if you missed out on the rock bottom rates from the last couple of years, you can always refinance once they eventually hit a down cycle. It's also important to note that many people build wealth through home equity. If you're ready to apply for a mortgage and become a homeowner, call us. Make sure that you are talking to us and get yourself pre-approved. This is a fantastic time for you to be taking advantage of that. I can tell you right now though, when mortgage rates do start to come down, we will see more inventory on the market. We will see more sellers willing to sell and buy again. And with that will come even with more inventory, it's going to come a frenzy of people out there looking and it's going to be very, very difficult for you to get into a property, multiple offers, overbidding. You're going to see it. You guys have seen it in the past, so you know I'm not lying about what can happen in that situation. And there's so, so many people that are sitting on the fence right now that are not pulling the trigger because they are waiting for those interest rates to come down. Um, you are one of millions and millions of people that have that same mindset. And when those interest rates do come back down, it is going to be a frenzy. It is going to be crazy, crazy, crazy. And you're going to have prices that have not come down. They will continue to escalate. They'll escalate even faster once you've got that many people, you know, out there on the street looking. And even though interest rates have come down, it's going to be very, very difficult to get your offer accepted because you will be in competition with others. So keep that in mind. If you guys are ready to buy a house, just get off the fence, get yourself pre-approved, get started, start looking at it. So Okay, so that was the end of that article. So I promised that we would talk about what can you do as a consumer to try to help curb inflation? How can we all work together to try to get this under control? So, you know, the the 
job market is strong. It is good. You talk to a loan officer, you talk to a real estate agent right now, we're all hurting. Uh, we're hurting bad. And that's just, it, it's because we're tied to this one particular thing, right? We are directly connected to that damn Federal Reserve. Um, but, you know, for the most part, the job market is good. People have jobs. The unemployment rate is low. Uh, we're seeing, you know, advances, pay increases to keep up with cost of living. Yes, the inflation was out of control in 2022. So many of you got pinched a bit. You're probably still feeling the pinch because it does take some time to try to make up for what you might have um, really lost during those, you know, crazy high gas prices, crazy high utility costs, crazy high groceries. I mean, it was nuts, nuts, nuts in, um, you know, the last sec, you know, second half of 2022 and even early 2023. Um, but, you know, things, things are starting to get a little bit better, but what can you do to help? Right. So, um, let's boycott, <laughs> right? That's the best thing that you can do. Start saving money. Stop going out to restaurants. Stop, um, you know, going on fancy expensive vacations. Stop buying those airline tickets. You know, don't be, you know, doing road trips cross country where you're using an absorbent amount of fuel. Anything that you can do to put money in the bank, save, 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 stop spending. Christmas is coming. I know that that's crazy that I'm talking about that right now, but you guys, it's already September. You're going to walk into stores right now. You're going to see some pumpkins. And within the next two weeks, you're going to see some Thanksgiving stuff. And probably within three weeks from today, you're going to start seeing Christmas ornaments out. Um, so make it a cheaper Christmas, right? Let's let them, let's let the government feel the effects of what they've done. You know, if less people are buying, less people are spending, less people are purchasing, you know, crazy amounts of gifts and spending tons of money on, you know, gifts to give for, you know, the Christmas holiday or for Hanukkah or whatever, you know, it is that you celebrate. If we can stop that, if we can tone it down, if we can stop the excess spending, I guess is what I'm talking about. You know, if there's a, a brand new pair of shoes that you want. There's a brand new hat that you need. There's this jacket you've got to have. If, you know, your, your kids want that, you know, PlayStation for Christmas, we need to stop spending. We need, we really, really need the projections to come out differently than what they think. So if they feel that employment's good, they feel that, you know, uh, un unemployment is good and job market is st stable and people are making money and people are getting their pay increases, right? That's what they're thinking. They're going to project for a strong holiday season in the buying. So we need to change that. We, we all need to buckle down and say, no, we're, we're not going to spend it. And we're going to let you guys feel what we've felt. And we want Walmart and Target and, you know, all of those big chains to come out with lower than expected, uh, you know, income lower than expected like that, that that's literally the end of the, you know, end of the road. That is how we all work together to help curb this and to bring things down. So as the consumer, that's the only real advice that I can give a recommendation. I shouldn't even say advice. I am not a financial advisor, um, but do what you can. You and your family individually, each individual person um, cut down how many times you go out to eat, you know, during the week, cut down on how many times you run to the Starbucks, cut down on how many vacations you might take, cut down on your spending, slow down your spending. So with that, let's see what happens next Wednesday. 
Wednesday, September the 20th, I'll be here and we will have an announcement probably about 30 minutes before I come on live. So once again, if you want to know that I went live, you want to know what the outcome is. Did they raise it? Did they not? If they raised it, how much did they raise it? You got to make sure you tune in when I do it live. So text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. If you want to give us a call, same exact phone number. Get one of my girls on the phone. Give us a call. Talk to us. Let's see if we can't get you guys started in the right direction for home financing. And if you want to check it out further, go to the website. Go to mortgagemomradio.com. With that, I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week. And I'll be back here in seven days, right around 1 p.m. Pacific time. Talk to you all real soon. Bye-bye. Debbie Marku is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom. How do you buy an investment property when you don't show enough income to qualify for a second home? Well, we've got what's called a DSCR loan. That is a debt service ratio loan. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to take the rental income that the property could achieve monthly, and we're going to look at the total monthly payment for that property based on the loan amount and interest rate. And as long as the property can carry itself, the rents that can be obtained would be enough to cover the mortgage payment that would be due every month. Then we've got a loan program for you. Now, you got to give us a call. We got to talk about you, your credit score, and what the down payment is that is required. But typically on this loan program, you would need a minimum of 20% down. Most people will need 25% down. But again, 25% down, we're not verifying your income. We don't care where you work. We don't care what you filed on your tax returns. What we care about is if it's a good investment. Well, you don't really want to buy a property unless it's a good investment. So as long as the rents will carry the mortgage payment, we've got a loan for you. Boost that portfolio. Start getting yourself real estate. It is the best thing that you can do to secure your financial future. Go over to our website. Go to mortgagemomradio.com. Send us a message. Reach out by phone. That's 844-935-3634 or 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four.